0: where the DJ talks don't say anything okay each of these media creates a uh, new environment it creates a new situation for human association and human perception the, any medium at all creates a new pattern a new, a new uh, atmosphere a new environment okay. of human perception which works upon the whole man it works upon the whole society that is the effect of the medium uh, has that total pervasive uh, that is the message that social change has brought about the content of Never the message, because the content is all to the old medium. From the vast wilds of the Great White North, for the week of May 8th, 2022, it's TVA, a Canadian perspective on television from north of the 49th parallel. I'm Greg David. And I'm Amy Wilson. And we would like you to put your television on mute or pause your streaming service for episode 245 of TVA, the podcast. Well, uh, we were just talking before um, I hit record on this. And uh, Amy, this is a big day here in Canada because it is Mother's Day. So happy Thank Mother's you. Day to all of the mothers out there. But yeah, this the is pretty, day. yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh Give me the, the 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 lowdown on Mother's Day, or is it Mothering
1: Day in England? Well, it is both, and I've had to learn this since being over here, because of course in the U.S. it is also Mother's Day today. Yeah. Uh, but in Canada is uh, part of just a handful of countries that uh, celebrate in March, and it. Oh, it, England, you year, mean? Yes, in England. Yep. And oh, uh, yes, and um, sorry, uh, England and uh, and Ireland and. There's a couple of other, other countries that do it this way as well, but it was on the 27th of March this year. Mm-hmm. And it changes because apparently, and I had to look this up because I still don't have this stuck in my brain yet. I'll, I will learn it eventually, but it is the fourth Sunday in the festival festival of Lent and takes place exactly three weeks before Easter Sunday. And that is mothering Sunday. And so it changes every, every year. Uh, but yes, we already had it here, but um Happy Mother's Day to everybody in the rest of the world.
0: It's so interesting that, uh, you know, the UK and certain countries have different days, and, uh, you know, when, the, when their holidays are, are set up. And I know that, you know, here in Canada, at least, and maybe North America and maybe the UK too, about Easter, Easter tends to move around. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's in March and sometimes it's in April. And so interesting that it's it's tied to Lent, Mothering a Mothering Day in uh, in the UK, whereas, you know, here it's just kind of like. I'm always Googling it from year to year because it seems to move around here too, but maybe I'm just misremembering it. I know that mother's day is in may and I know that father's day is in June and I just Google it when I need to know, um, you know, that pertinent date.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it does move around. I'm terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I Well, usually, you know, I mean, television tells you when it is or when it yeah. is you never really yeah yeah you, you, you get your information that way but it's it's been very hard for me to get used to it being in a completely different month over here and it, it uh it completely slips my mind and it's my my mother-in-law uh, it, her birthday is the week after mm. uh uh Mother's Day so it's always a big it's 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 a week-long celebration of my mother-in-law worse in, in March and really <laughs> April
0: as it so. should be as it, it should be it <laughs> so, so. Uh, uh it's so here right now it is sunny and like no clouds in the sky at all and the weather's definitely warming up the plants are starting to come up like green like crazy here in uh, just north of ottawa so how far along are you guys when it comes to flowers and flowering trees and things like that
1: uh it's literally in full bloom um wow. we have a we live right beside a church, and they have um, uh, lots of big flowering trees. And uh, there's a graveyard right beside us, and they there's a lot of a lot of bluebells all over the graveyard right now. So, which is actually very pretty. But yes, full spring. And I just saw in the news something about um, spring coming three full weeks earlier than it did. Um, oh, earlier in uh, last century. So hmm. yes, uh, I guess uh, global warming is moving spring. Uh, 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 closer uh, in, yeah. on the calendar, faster. So anyway, but I guess it's fooling the animals and things like that. I just saw a report. But yes, we are we are in full bloom and it, it's warming up, which is difficult because a lot of houses over here don't have air conditioning. So uh, yeah. we're, we're going to buy one this year because we have a bulldog now that we yeah. adopted, <laughs> and they do not do well in heat. So we're shopping for an air conditioner, which I'm very pleased about because I'm not used to not having air conditioners. So. Well, yeah, so, yeah they'll they'll sweat it out over here. They're tough.
0: That's cr- that's crazy because well, yeah, it's it's uh, what is that? Keep on and carry uh, keep keep on carrying keep, on.
1: Uh, keep calm and carry on.
0: That's it. That's that's what. Even though you're sweating like crazy, yeah, because you know, mm-hmm. of course, people know that you're from uh from Detroit, and and I'm originally from Southern Ontario, and we know all about humidity.
1: Yes. <laughs> extremely and and it's very humid here because this is an island country and we live oh about 25 minutes from the southern coast and it that that sea air still comes up here in fact there's seagulls everywhere all the Mm. time it's sometimes sound like you're sounds like you're on the beach without the benefit of being on the beach and uh but yes the humidity is a, a real thing over here so i cannot wait to get this air conditioner wow um Well, but they have bizarre. I'm sorry, but they have bizarre windows over here. We'll talk about it another time. But uh, once we get this thing, because all the windows open out, they don't slide up and down like they do in North America. They don't have screens either. So, oh.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah okay let's yeah let's talk about that as we get into like the the, the summer months because yeah. um and and i can actually talk about the differences here just in quebec um with regard to windows and heating and cooling and that type of thing so yeah let's uh, oh we're turning into like an hgtv diy <laughs> podcast i uh, i love it um which is good
1: because there's a lot of that coming up on the calendar shortly
0: so. <laughs> yes yes thank we're you. We're, uh, we're on theme Thank you for the segue ahead of time, but before we get to those all of those DIY shows and HDTV shows that are coming up in the next couple of weeks, um, speaking of humidity and cooling off, what's, uh, what's the drink that you'll be um, maybe not imbibing right now, but maybe later today?
1: Yes, I'm... I'm- uh, going against form, and I'm drinking water for the podcast today, but uh, later on I'm going to be having a cider. Uh, my first cider of the season, actually. It's called Henry Weston's Medium Dry Vintage Cider, and uh, this uh, this one puts the uh, the hard and hard cider, uh, <laughs> which is a term they do not use over here because all cider is hard cider. They don't have the non alcoholic apple cider like uh, like we do in North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this this is eight to eight point two percent. So um, um, yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit serious, uh, getting closer to the wine territory, but uh, it, it's made up in uh, Herefordshire, which is west of Birmingham uh, and borders Wales. If anyone cares, mm. and uh, yeah, it's really nice. It's uh, I've had it before. It's it's uh, on the back. It's a it bright and sparkling look, a uh, rich and fruity aroma smooth and rounded finish and a medium dry taste. And it is, it's a nice uh, dry uh, cider and it's not too sweet if, uh, if you don't want to get sweeted up because sometimes when you drink a cider, it can get overwhelming after a while.
0: It, it can, it can get cloying really quickly. I, I got turned on to cider several years ago by a guy that lo- like that was basically all he drank and he put ice in his. So do you put ice in yours?
1: I have not tried that. So maybe maybe I should if it gets too sweet for me because sometimes up uh, when we go to the pub which uh, we've done a couple of times now we're mm-hmm. slowly slowly trying to reemerge over into society um, and uh, yeah the ciders get a little too sweet for me after a time maybe that would.
0: Yeah, palatable. it just gets, yeah, it just gets cloying, right? Like, it's just like, mm. oh, my gosh, like, it's kind of reminds me of coolers. Like, I love cider. But yeah, it needs to be kind of dry. Otherwise, I find that it gets to like the cooler stage where you, you just feel like, oh, my gosh, I've just input, I've taken in so much sugar, I can't handle it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what are you uh, going to be imbibing on?
0: Well, so we had a friend of my partner, Ellen's, come and visit last weekend. And um, it was very nice of her. She bought a couple of bottles of wine, if, along with a few other things, just as like, uh, not housewarming gifts, but thanks for letting me stay over gifts. And uh, it was a, the, she got a couple of bottles of this red wine that I'd never had before. I'm not a huge wine drinker. I, I keep forgetting that I'm an, I'm an adult and that I can be drinking you know, just to enjoy something. Usually mm-hmm. it's like, uh, oh, I feel like getting a buzz. But- Anyway, um, so this is a Chateau Saint Florin. It's a Bordeaux from 2018, and it's a Merlot Cabernet Sauvignon blend. So I don't usually have a lot of uh, blended wines, but this is a really good one. And we had it with beef stew um, last weekend, and it was really, really good. And it says this one is, oof, a fleshy and fruity wine. Okay. Oh, I don't know whether we. Yeah. Not sure about that one. Fleshy and fruity red wine, cassis and spices, notes, long and silky finish, perfect with red meats, poultry, game, and cheeses. Uh, and then a warning that the deposits in the bottle are natural. Decant an hour or two before serving. We didn't do that. It's a thirteen and a half percent alcohol and really, really enjoyable. Um, like I said, I kind of forget that as an adult, I can be drinking some of these more, uh, you know, adulty type of things. And 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 really kind of, I don't know anything about wine. It's just it either tastes good to me or it doesn't taste good. And this one tastes good. I don't know. If you can get this in Ontario or other parts of the country, I did Google it and immediately found that it was at the, you know, the Quebec liquor store. Um, Mm. So I don't know if it's if it's available anywhere else. And what I'll do for your um, vintage cider is I'll look that up, too, and maybe put the link in the show notes, because if it's available in Canada, people will probably want to try it.
1: Yeah, I, I can start looking for things that are inva- available in both countries because uh, obviously Canada has a, a big connection to the UK. So um, I'm sure that there's some some things that are are available in both places. So, yeah. I'll, but yes, this is a really good one. If you do have it, it's uh, it's it's nice and dry and keeps you uh, you can step on it for a long time. And really, it's supposed to be two servings. You can keep going Um <laughs> All night on one, if you want.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, so let's um let's get into what's happening in the Canadian TV schedule in the next two weeks. And and you already mentioned that it was um, HG. TV heavy. And it certainly is. So uh, on May the 12th, which is uh, coming up in a few days, it's trading up with Mandy Renneman and that debuts on HGTV Canada. And I watch a lot of DIY and HGTV shows, but I'd never heard of Mandy Renneman before. Uh, She's a multi-million dollar designer and construction mogul. And she is cranking the residential resale reno business up a notch with three stellar property overhauls. In her beloved hometown of Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, so she's based out of the East Coast, uh, mm. a proud and respected. Respectfully uncensored member of the trade since her teens. Mandy went on, went from firing up power tools to landing a coveted spot amongst Canada's top CEOs and most powerful women list. So now she's putting her money where her heart is, and her latest residential real estate projects are not only investments, but they're an opportunity to bring some very deserving apprentices along for the ride as she mentors them and prepares them for successful careers in the business of trades. So not necessarily, uh, you know, so much, uh, you know, where. It's like, hey, here's the house, and here's what I'm doing to the house. It is about mentorship, and as well, um, teaching that next uh, generation of tradespeople um, the job. And I, you know, it's one of those things. And I don't know, you know, I'm kind of dropping this on you. I don't know what it's like in the UK, but certainly here in Canada, that's something that Mike Holmes and his family push all the time. Are the number of people that are leaving the trades. Mm-hmm. and that there's nobody there to take their spot so you know they may be their special specialization might be in uh, stonework or uh or even something like electrical and plumbing uh you know they're just not getting into that industry anymore and so um kudos to uh, to um mandy for uh, for doing this through through her show so what what it, do you know what it's like amy in in the uk with regard to the trades
1: i i don't know exactly yeah. i i would have to look that up but i will say that i saw a, a docu series here in i think late 2021 and of course there are uh, thousands of very old buildings in this country and uh they were restoring a castle somewhere and mm-hmm. uh and they showed that no, it was something on Castle Howard in New York. That was mm. it, um, which was the backdrop for the original *Brideshead Revisited* series mm, um, yeah. on ITV that showed in the '80s. Uh, yeah. And if anyone is familiar with that, it's beautiful, beautiful building. I have not been to yet, but I would like, love to. And they were restoring it. And I was impressed by how many young tradespeople they had working on on this house and how skilled they were in what appeared to be their 20s. And so I would say based on that, that there should be a strong, you know, um, uh, apprenticeship-like program up Mm -hmm. here, uh, Mm -hmm. over here. Um, And you would need to be because there are so many, you know, buildings that need to be upkept that are, ancient so um, you know so I hope so I'd have to look it up for sure but based on my limited knowledge of one documentary (laughs) it seems that um, you know at least there are a few young people uh, that are very much uh, you know taking up the crafts. so
0: very cool very cool so if you're interested in checking out that show it's called Trading Up with Mandy Reneman and it premieres on Thursday May the 12th at 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on HGTV Canada uh, that same night, Thursday, May the 12th, is a show that uh, we already are all in on, Amy, and it is called Pets and Pickers. Oh, it's yes. serving up heartwarming tales, and the tales are in quotes because it's T-A-I-L-S. Okay. Um Yeah, so Pets and Pickers uh, uh, kicked its 9 p.m. Eastern on Discovery, and it is uh, motivated by extraordinary passion and a singular belief that all animals deserve treatment. This heartfelt series reveals how the Regional Animal Protection Society, RAPS, Animal Hospital, works tirelessly to offer low income pet families across access excuse me to top health care uh, and to fund these treatments the group has a unique solution and they have a thrift store it's a these animal loving pickers comb through donated mystery bins containing abandoned storage locker items all money raised goes to pay for vet care and life saving surgeries it's a one-of-a-kind pets and pickers relationship with an uplifting mission to help animals and their people So again, very different from the norm. Usually when you've got pets in the title, you're going to a veterinary hospital and you're seeing, you know, people treating their pets. We haven't seen the first episode of this show, but already talking about the thrift store aspect of it and donations and money, um, you're combining the storage locker with animals. Uh, the two reality genres are coming together in this one. So off the top, I'm kind of interested in this one. How about you?
1: I am all on board because I love. Um, I used to love the show American Pickers. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, in any any shows that uh, you know people are 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 going to either find antiques or uh, looking in storage lockers trying to find uh, you know treasures. I I love that sort of thing. And then I'm a huge animal lover, so I think it's a great concept. And I think it's great that this this. Uh, veterinary clinic is is funding themselves through picking it's, it's it's a very novel idea and um i i i haven't seen the first episode like you said but i'm i'm all on board they they've got me um from the word go here
0: yeah, yeah. This is, and the, uh, you know, uh, and of course, the location is unique where uh, this show is shows based out of Nova Scotia. So, uh, you know, if you want to get your Nova Scotia on, then you can do that through this show. Um, yeah, cool. So, check it out. It's uh, again, it's called Pets and Pickers, and it kicks off on, uh, on Thursday, May the 12th at 9 p.m. Eastern on Discovery. Moving on, uh, May the 13th, we are coming up uh, on the original series shorzy which is on crave and this is the spinoff from letter kenny and uh like i said streams on crave it's six episodes it's created by jared kiso who co-created um while it was his idea uh, for letter kenny and this is the spinoff and this is a fan favorite character about the fan favorite character shorzy played by jared kiso as he joins the sudbury bulldogs of the northern ontario senior hockey organization on a quest to never lose again. Now I've been, I have watched letter. I watched letter Kenny the first few seasons and it kind of fell off my radar and I need to go back and catch up on it. Um, But Shorzy is a character that was never seen on camera. And now you will see this character on camera. And the reason that they spun the show off is because he's the most popular character on letter Kenny. So they decided, Hey, why not? Um, spin it off. So yeah, if you're a fan of letter, Kenny, you're a fan of Shorzy, you're going to be very happy. Um, check it out on uh, crave starting May the 13th, Friday, May the 13th, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. And it shot, Around on location in Sudbury, just like Letterkenny was. And uh, Jared Kiso is the executive producer, writer, star, and creator. And, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, I I can't say enough about Jared Kiso. I was lucky enough to speak to him several times, uh, whether it was on 19.2 and then again on Letterkenny. And uh, just, I love reading about. Canadian creators that uh, come up with an idea and just kind of go with it and plug away. And, um, and this is the result. And actually quickly uh, down in the U S now that uh, the pandemic has kind of backed off a little bit um, the Letterkenny road tour has kicked off again. And it's been fun seeing tweets and posts from uh, the Mm. producers, uh, Mark Montefiore uh, just posting, uh, you know, outside the theaters of all these American cities where they are packing theaters with this live show. So great. It's
1: amazing. That's amazing. And I have to say that I, well, I, like you, have not seen the latest uh, seasons of, of Letterkenny, but I watched the first few. And in fact, when they were just clips on, on uh, YouTube, YouTube, I saw them and loved them. But my first exposure to, uh, you know, my first time seeing Jared Kito was um, on 19.2. And mm-hmm. so seeing him with Letterkenny and realizing how much you know, what a, comedy genius he is yeah was a surprise to me and so i it, it's wonderful and i i'm i'm excited for this because uh i can't uh, i can't get enough of his comic vibe so yeah i think yeah. this would be great
0: okay awesome we've got a couple more uh a uh housing related programs to mention and the May the 19th brings the debut of Styled to HGTV Canada. So that's Tuesday, May the 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It uh, follows the staging and renovation adventures of Nicole Babb and Caffrey Van Horn, their best friends and their design experts. And they're going to be transforming spaces from drab to fab. So if you are interested in that type of thing, check it out. Styled Tuesday, May the 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on HGTV Canada. Um, The only way that you can sell your house nowadays is to to stage your house before it goes on sale. Mm -hmm. And we learned that. We ended up renting out a storage locker just to store all of the stuff that we weren't allowed to have in the house when we put it up on. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, up for sale for open houses because you can't have a cluttered house, and also you need to paint every all of the walls white so that when people show up, they can yeah. see a almost empty room, picture their own stuff in there, and you know uh, not be uh, influenced by somebody else's color palette. So uh, if you're thinking about selling. Uh, you probably should be checking out Style to get some of those tips. Oh,
1: wow. I hope I don't have to move anytime soon. <laughs> I don't want to do that.
0: No, no. And as an, as a lazy person, it just uh, made me angry to know that there was going to be even more work involved in, in selling a house. Angry
1: Greg. Oh
0: no. <laughs> oh yes. Angry Greg. He's not fun to hang around. Uh, okay. Yeah. Last one, hoarder house flippers. Again, HGTV Canada. This time, this this show is kicking off Thursday, May the 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern Pacific on HGTV Canada. In a red-hot housing market, smart flippers know the lengths that they have to go in order to make the highest profit. And sometimes that means taking on a dingy hoarder house. Uh, buried under years of clutter, trash, and neglect, these neighborhood eyesores are typically a homebuyer's worst nightmare. But for these three entrepreneurial teams of flippers hoarder houses offer a unique opportunity. So in each episode of the show, A renovation team is going to dig deep, rolling up their sleeves to take on the full transformation of a dilapidated house. And we mentioned a couple of uh, podcasts ago, um, Amy, um, Hoarders Canada is coming. And this feels like the next step. So you have the hoarders there, right? And then cleaning the house out and then renovating the house. So I don't know whether I'm going to be able to watch this show. Just simply, I don't like clutter. Um, It stresses me out greatly. And to watch people having to deal and clean up that clutter, I think would freak me out.
1: Yeah, it is uh, It's stressful. I, I watched a lot of hoarders uh, in the U.S., and it is stressful to see the, the environment. And, um, yeah, I don't – yet it's satisfying. I have a feeling that my <laughs> wife would love it because she loves things. I, she'll watch for fun on YouTube, like, videos of people cleaning things. And so this might be, like, the perfect show for her. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, just, that's she'll, great. She'll just
1: sit there and say, oh, that's so satisfying. I love watching them do that. And I'm like, wow, okay. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's great. Uh, all right. So there you go. A lot of, uh, programs coming up in the next two weeks. If you head over to TV, ehcom and hit the calendars tab up, up at the top, um, you can check out these, uh, uh, these dates as, as reminders and, uh, and tune in and watch them. So, uh, let's move over to some Canadian television news and, um, So let's do that. And Amy, uh, you can start us off with uh, the Writers Guild of Canada Awards.
1: Uh, Yes. On April 26th, the Writers Guild of Canada held a virtual ceremony to announce the winners of its 26th annual Screenwriting Awards. And some of the big winners in the TV categories included Bilal Beg and Fab Filippo, who picked up the Best Comedy Series trophy for SORTA, which is streaming on CBC Gem. Tassie Cameron and Sherry White uh, won uh the drama series award for cbc's hard cases and anthony q farrell picked up the showrunner award for his work on the cbc gem series overlord and underwoods also the movie of the weekend miniseries award went to james phillips for as gouda as it gets which aired on byu tv and the shorts and web series award went to maddie Patton for the youtube animated show my pride the series so congratulations to all of them
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's you know great news. A lot of these folks um, we we know personally and professionally. So um, always wonderful to to hear about uh, the winners, and they're all well deserving. Yeah, sure. uh, all right. Yeah. So let's move over to uh, the next story, which is about AMI. AMI announces the opening of the Disability Screen Office. I'm going to be reading from a, a press release. So AMI, in partnership with the Canadian Media Fund and Telephone Canada, are excited to announce the launch of the Disability Screen Office. Um, for those that don't know, I actually work for AMI, and um, uh, so just uh, you know letting you know that I'm not only uh, you know like to promote. Canadian television and networks, but also <laughs> my employer. Uh, so anyway, the, the the Disability Screen Office is uh, basically what they're going to do is there was a study done, and there really hasn't been any kind of support for members of the disability community when it comes to you know creating, producing, and directing their own stuff. And so that's why the Disability Screen Office is being created, so that those things can happen. Um, there's going to be some news that we'll be um, announcing officially in a couple of weeks regarding a writer's room that will be um, staffed. Um, solely by members of the disability community. Um, but in the, in the next uh, several months, the move is going to be to actually officially um, bring on a board of directors and create um, like kind of a manual into you know, the next step. So um, that'll be coming up in the next couple of months. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, really happy to know that, um, you know, not just AMI, but, you know, with all kinds of, uh, you know, opportunities being available for, you know, anybody. And, uh, you know, in this case, especially the disability community.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. So, all right. And our next uh, little bit of news here is that get ready for some romance, Greg. Because yes, uh, yes, I, I can tell you're really excited already. <laughs> um, because W Network and Nikki Ray Media Agency have greenlit a set of four romantic made for TV movies called The Love Club that will revolve around the love lives and lifelong relationships of uh, friendships of four women. Uh, The premise is basically that while attending a New Year's Eve college party, four friends dealing with dating problems form a a love club uh, where they vow to call each other for help if they ever have romantic troubles again. So, fast forward 10 years, and they've all kind of gone their separate ways but are still looking for love. So, they reform their club and try to find each other, uh, help each other find their unique, happily ever after. Uh, The series stars Brittany Bristow, Lily Gao, Chantelle Riley, Camille Stops. Um, And they will each play the lead in one movie and play supporting roles in the others. And the first movie is currently filming in the Hamilton area and the remaining movies will be filming back to back until July. Uh, Other members of the cast include Marcus Rosner, Jesse Hutch, Andrew Bushell and Brett Donahue, Donahue, who Mm -hmm. are all ridiculously handsome. So I (laughs) presumably play presumably play the love interests. Uh, yeah, seriously, look them up. These these are these are good looking men. So, yep, I would say love interests. And the Love Club is written by uh, Barbara Kimlicka and directed by Jill Carter, who all have a long, long list of credits in this and uh, the rom com uh, um, TV movie uh, genre. Mm-hmm. And the movies movies are slated to premiere on W Network sometime in the winter of 2023, and they'll also be available on Stack TV, which is the course premium streaming service.
0: Yeah, very cool. I mean, you know, um, W Network, they grab a lot of the Oprah program, uh, programming and uh, the Lifetime uh, Christmas movies. And so now Chorus and Nikki Ray Media are saying, hey, why not instead of just broadcasting everybody else's stuff in the Hallmark movies as well, instead of broadcasting all their stuff, let's create our own. So um, this is uh, Mm -hmm. the logical next step for that. So that's great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the next story is award-winning actor Michael Gray-Eyes has joined the directing team for CTV Comedy Channel's original series, Acting Good. Uh, so this is great. So Michael Gray-Eyes um, was in... Um, Blood Quantum, which was a zombie movie with an indigenous angle to it um, that won a bunch of awards at the Canadian Screen Awards last year. And so now he has joined, uh, like I said, Acting Good, CTV Comedy Channel's original series, as a director. Um, Acting Good is loosely based on the life of Anishinaabe stand-up comedian and series co-creator Paul Rabliowskis. Ooh, I hope I got that right. I apologize if I didn't. The production's currently underway in Winnipeg. It's set to debut later this year. And, um, so yeah, that's uh that was just the, like the latest news is that Michael Gray has joined as a director and, um, it's, uh, the sitcom is about a sensitive comic who returns home to the fictional Grouse Lake first nation after a botched attempt to move to the big city. And, um, Pat Thornton is a uh, uh, who people will know, um, is the series co, uh, he's, he's in it. He's also the co showrunner on this. And, uh, yeah, just, um, so just the, the kind of latest update on what's going on with that show and we will keep you posted on a debut date, um, when those are made available to us. And then the last thing I wanted to mention is, uh, is the death of Kenneth Welsh. Um, this story, uh, uh, you know, Kenneth Welsh, he's, a I I mentioned it to Amy before we started recording, and she knew exactly who that was. He's the ultimate Canadian, that guy. Um, If you've watched a Canadian TV movie, if you've watched a Canadian TV show from back in the 80s and 90s, even the 2000s, Kenneth Welsh would have been in probably one of those projects that you watched. He passed away May 9th at the age of 80, and uh, just go to IMDb and just check out the number of things. Um, In the story that I'm reading that Bill Brio wrote, um, he had over a couple of hundred um credits on imdb uh just and just kind of again uh, that guy but he was also in stuff down in the states he was in twin peaks he was on episodes of the uh, of the x-files he was on law and order the practice and, and star trek discovery so um, sad news um to learn of the passing of uh, kenneth welsh
1: Yes, our condolences to his family and and he does it, yeah just look at his uh, uh, his credits he's, he's been in so many things and uh, when you mentioned that I, I looked him up immediately and yeah I was like oh my god like he's he literally is in everything so yeah. even if you think you you're not familiar with his work I guarantee you are yeah so.
0: yeah. yeah. Well, sorry, uh, I just realized I just ended the podcast on a bit of a bummer. I apologize for that, everybody. But um, we will be back uh, in, the, uh, in two weeks' time to, to speak to you again. Uh, in the meantime, Amy, where can people find you when you're not speaking in front of a microphone and, and sipping a cider?
1: Ah, You can find me on Twitter at Wilson underscore A underscore R. And also, you can find my articles on TVA.com.
0: Excellent. You can follow TVA on Twitter. It's TV uh, underscore EH. And like Amy said, head over to TVA.com, the website, and find out everything that you want about the uh, Canadian television industry. That wraps up the TVA podcast. And now back to your regularly scheduled program.